Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. So we're getting ready for the Sony Open this week. Got a lot of information to go through with you with it. We got a lot of names to hear from today, namely Jordan Spieth talking about a variety of different things. We'll get to that in just a minute. Plus, we're going to hear from a couple of captains on the European side. Of what? For what? Tommy Fleetwood and Francesco Molinari will explain the same on the Fairways of Life show here. Plus, we're going to be joined by another tour player on the show. That'll be a little bit uh, later on. This is the 58th Sony Open of Hawaii. All of them were contested at the Wailai Country Club. The tournament began in 1965, making it the third oldest event on the PGA Tour in which the same courses hosted every round of tournament history. Get this. Only Augusta National which has hosted the Masters, of course, since 1934, and Colonial Country Club, which has hosted the Charles Schwab Invitational since 1946, have hosted every round of a tournament for a longer time. The Sony Open was first played in November 1965. It was won by Gay Brewer in a playoff over Bob Golby. It was held uh, in the fall for five years before moving to January or February date, beginning in 1971. The event was not played in 1970 due to a date switch. In November of 21, Sony and the PGA Tour agreed to a four-year extension uh, uh, starting in 2023 and to remain the tournament title sponsor through at least 2026. This is the first full field event of calendar year 2023. This is the 25th straight year that the Sony Open is being played the week after the Century Tournament of Champions at the Plantation Course at Kapalua Resort in Maui. The field is 144 players this week coming in. As of yesterday, the field included four of the top 20 players in the world. Number 14, Tom Kim. Number 15, Jordan Smith. Number 18, Billy Horschel. Number 19, Sun J.M. And 14 of the top 50 in the world. Nine past champions are in the field, including Jerry Kelly, K.J. Choi, Zach Johnson, Ryan Palmer, Russell Henley, Jimmy Walker, uh, Patton Kazire, Matt Kuchar, Hideki Matsuyama. I know there were a few names in there that you haven't heard either in a while or you haven't heard associated with the PGA Tour in a while because they're playing somewhere else. Ten major champions are in the field, including Keegan Bradley, Stuart Sink, Lucas Glover, Zach Johnson, aforementioned Hideki Matsuyama, too, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Jordan, uh, Jimmy Walker, and Gary Wooden. Five winners on the 21-22 PGA Tour schedule are in the field. Bradley, Henley, Mackenzie Hughes, Kim, and Adam Svensson. 19 of those who competed last week are in the field this week. In the last 24 years, when the Century Tournament of Champions and the Sony Open were played in consecutive weeks, 17 winners of the Sony Open competed in Kapalua the week before, including eight of the last nine, 14 to 19 and 21 to 22. The Sony Open winners since 2000 did not play in the week before uh, in the tournament champions are Paul Azinger in 2000, Jerry Kelly in 2002, Paul Goidos in 07, Ryan Palmer in 10, Mark Wilson in 2011, uh, Russell Henley in 2013, and Cameron Smith in 2020. Six players have won at both Wailai and uh, Kapalua. They are Jim Furyk in 96 and 2001. Uh, 96 was Sony, 2001 was tournament champion for him. 
Ernie L's 2003 TSC in 2003 and 2004 at Sony. VJ did it in 2005 to Sony in 2007 at Tournament of Champions uh, in more. Uh, Cam Smith 2020 at the Sony and 2022 at the Tournament of Champions. Five players have won the Sony Open two times. I love this list. It goes back to Hubert Green in 1978, 1979, then Corey Pavin in 86-87. Uh, Lenny Watkins in 88-91, Ernie Els in 2000-2004, Jimmy Walker in 2014-2015. and 2015. Other notable winners include Lee Trevino in 1968, Jack Nicklaus in 1974, Ben Crenshaw in 76, Hale Irwin in 1981, Mark O'Meara in 1985, John Cook in 92, Jim Furyk in 96, Paul Azinger in 2000, Ernie Els again twice in 2003-2004, VJ in 05, Justin Thomas in 2017. The defending champion this week is Hideki Matsuyama. Four players have successfully defended their victory at the Sony. Hubert Green did it, as mentioned. Corey Pavin, Ernie Els, and, of course, Jimmy Walker. Nine players earned their first PGA Tour win here. Uh, and I'll, I'll run through. Let me see if some names that will stand out to you guys. Aseo Oki, uh, John Morris, Jerry Kelly, and Russell Henning. Kelly, of course, back in 2002, as I mentioned to you. Uh, other than Gabe Brewer's victory at the inaugural event, only two players have won at the Sony Open in their first attempt. Bruce Litsky in 77, Russell Henley in 2013. The youngest winner at the Sony Open is Justin Thomas in 2017. He was 23 years old, 8 months and 17 days. He was two weeks younger than Russell Henley when he won in 2013 at 23 years old in 9 months. Ben Crenshaw was 24 when he won in 1976. The oldest winner is Howard Twee. In 1993, he was 44 in two days. All right, there's some other stuff here I wanted to, to grab that I thought was really cool because they, they talked about a number of different things. Again, history-wise, I want to mention it because I'm, I'm scrolling past it here as we're chatting. 2004, Michelle Wee competing in the event age 14, become the youngest player to compete in a PGA Tour event in 17 years since an 11-year-old competed in the 37 Chicago Open. In the field on a sponsor's exemption, we shot 72-68 at 14, missing the cut by one stroke at 14. It was the first of eight PGA Tour starts for we who never made the cut. Her last appearance came in Reno in 2008. In 2017, that victory by Justin Thomas, he rewrote the tournament and PGA Tour record books with a seven-stroke victory along with his course record 59 on day one. Thomas set a new PGA Tour record for low first 36-hole aggregate at 123, tied the record for the low first 54-hole aggregate at 188, and set a new 72-hole aggregate at 253. The purse is $7.9 million. That's an increase of $400,000 from 2022. What I like about this, of course, I was talking to Don before we went on the air, is there's so much talk about elevated events, and elevated events obviously are very cool that the PJ Tour has them this year, and I applaud them for having them, regardless of how or why they have them. I, I think it's cool that they do. It's good for the players, gets the players fired up. That's good for us as, as fans. Uh, but this isn't one of them, and yet it still has a great feel. So it just goes to show you, PJ Tour events, a PJ Tour event, a PJ Tour event. If it's an elevated event, yeah, the field's going to be better because more of the big names are going to be there. Awesome. But even without that, at a place as cool as, as this is in Hawaii, we're going to have a Pretty good field. Speaking of last year, let's review what happened. Hideki Matsuyama became the first player to win two times on the PGA Tour in the 21-22 season with a come-from-behind victory 
Matsuyama began the final round two strokes back of leader Russell Henley and shot a final round 63. Sound familiar to force a playoff at 23 under 257. In the playoff, Matsuyama hit a three wood from 276 yards directly into the sun. He had no idea that it settled some three feet from the hole until he heard the roar of the gallery. He'd make the eagle putt for victory. He held a five-stroke lead after nine holes on Sunday, capping a stretch where he went five under over four holes. But he lost his edge in the back nine with a one over 36 coming home compared to Matsuyama's four under 31. As to the country club, it's located six miles east of downtown Honolulu on the southeast coast of Oahu and just three miles from Waikiki Beach. The course is nestled in a neighborhood of uh, Walaikahala, it says. Its signature hole is the par 3 8th. It's bordered by the Pacific Ocean. It's about 2,300 miles from the west coast of the USA, 75 miles west of last week's tournament site at Kapalua. The course opened in 1927. It was built along with the adjacent Royal Hawaiian Hotel, as an upscale vacation resort developed by the Territorial Hotel Company. The luxury passenger liner uh, Maloho, Malolo, I guess it's pronounced, was also constructed as part of the project, bringing vacations from Los Angeles and from San Francisco there. The layout was designed by Seth Rayner. Rayner was trained as a civil engineer, but was hired by the renowned architect Charles Blair MacDonald and became his protege. Rayner later designed his own courses, which include Fisher's Island on Long Island, Fox Chapel outside Pittsburgh, which is awesome, Yale Golf Club in Connecticut, so too, Yeoman's Hall in Charleston. Uh, Rayner passed away at age 51 in 1926, more than 12 months before the course opened. Uh, his, his assistant, Banks, whose name was Charles Banks, completed it. The nines are actually reversed for normal play when the Sony isn't there. Over the years, several changes were made to the course by Robert Trent Jones, Desmond Muirhead, Rick Smith, Tom Doak recently led a restoration of the course from its original design. Elevation changes on the golf course, I'm sure, I'm sure this is going to come as no surprise to you. About 10 feet. Average green size, 7,100 square feet, which is an increase from the 6,500 square feet that they averaged prior to Tom Doak coming in. 83 bunkers, four water hazards, aside from the big one. All right, so I want to find the, the, the part here. That I knew you guys were waiting for this. Oh, in 1953, the movie Here to Eternity, the scene in which Private Pewitt Montgomery Cliff was shot, is filmed adjacent in the 10th hole. The W-shaped palm trees behind the 16th green, there you go. Good job, Andrew. Look at that. At the big W. Were installed before the 2010 tournament after an idea by... Member Ethan Abbott, one of Abbott's favorite movies, was the Stanley Kramer-directed ensemble comedy, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It's four mads. In which a group of motorists embark on a madcap pursuit of $350,000 after they hear from a dying crook that the stolen loot is in a state park and buried under the big W. The W turns out to be four palm trees that form a shape of... The letter wanted to create a signature hole in the course. The club acted upon Abbott's suggestion and transplanted four trees from elsewhere in the property at the cost of more than $3,000. of trees were planted in a way that tricks them into thinking that they're growing straight. Huh. 
The Big W in the movie was located in a private property in Rancho Palos Verdes, California. Many of the biggest comedic stars of the day appeared in the 1963 film, including Spencer Tracy, Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, Mickey Rooney, Jonathan Winters, Don Knotts, Carl Reiner. Who, Carl Reiner's still alive, isn't he, Don? Jimmy Durante. Andrew, see if Carl Reiner's still alive. Ethel Merman, Buddy Hackett, Eddie Adams. Nope, Dom just told me he just passed away two years ago. So there you go. It's the 10th easiest course in the PGA Tour. Last year, out of 50 courses, with an average scoring average of 67.998. So, thought you guys would enjoy that. Now, speaking of Jordan Spieth. He spoke at a lot of different things uh, when he addressed the media, as, as Jordan is inclined to do. He, you know, he'll answer the questions that you ask him, which is part of what makes Jordan so good. Uh, one of the questions that he was asked, which I thought was interesting, was, and this kind of goes to me talking about PGA Tour events are still PGA Tour events, and they're still pretty darn good. Uh, he was asked about playing in the fall and you know, what his plans are. Is he, gonna, is he just going to take an extended period of time off? And he was like, no. I'm still going to play in the fall. One of the things he talked about was going back to Australia to compete. And you remember Australia, cast your minds back, Australia was the spark plug that led to the season that he had in 2015, in fairness. Uh, he was asked about cuts and tour events. Now, obviously, these are big questions right now because as people are noting differences between the PGA Tour and Live Golf, one of the things that, that we have heard, mostly through the grapevine stuff, when it talks about world ranking points for live, and they say, well, there are no cut events. And there's criteria that, that world ranking points have. So, and it's different because when we say that, that PGA Tour is no cut events, like you know, World Golf Champions, et cetera, they don't have many of them, but they do have them. And Jordan kind of talked about the conflict of the benefits of there being a cut and there not being a cut, what it's like to be a board member, especially now, right? talking about how important winning is in reference to the weight in the rankings. This goes back to what I, I was saying to you guys yesterday. I've been saying for a long time. The, the idea that weighing a field based upon the average of everyone that is in the field in terms of how much value it has from the standpoint of world rankings makes sense to me. But when you have someone that has accomplished what, what John Rahm has at the top of the world rankings in terms of winning, I think more needs to be done to take care of and account for winning. More weight needs to be given to winning. Apparently, Jordan talked about that. We'll hear about it in just a second. And he was also asked about the Monday qualifying system, which also goes back to the debate relative to live. Here's Jordan Spieth. I'll still want to play periodically a couple times. Um, I won't be good at taking, you know, if I have the chance, I wouldn't be good at taking five months of not, no tournament golf. Um, Maybe look at some opportunities like going back to Australia. I really loved going there, and I haven't gone there since 2017. Um, so maybe a couple overseas type um, overseas tournaments that may come up that uh, I hadn't really been able to go to since pre-COVID. Um, other than that, football games, being a dad, it would be pretty easy to fill time now, easier than when I was – you know, not married and no kids, you know, now you get that time to just be home. 
I stand on, I've bounced back and forth. I'm kind of either way. I think that there's an argument to be said that if you have the ability to not, then you're guaranteed, you know, that kid that came out and Justin Thomas is his favorite player. And Justin. Okay. (laughs) The vast thousands of kids that have Justin Thomas as their favorite player. Um, you know, not that he misses a lot of cuts, but one week, you know, say you were to even cut it on a Saturday and cut 10 or 15 guys out to be able to go twos or whatever. I don't know. Random times before daylight savings, you know, guaranteeing that they have baseball games or baseball tournament on Saturday. The only day they can go is Sunday. Guaranteeing that you're going to be able to see your favorite player play, regardless if they have a chance to win that day or not. See that's that that's the part where I'm like it'd be kind of nice um, to be able to ha- you know have that opportunity for the for fans, um, but at the same time I think that the golf that we've the professional golf that we've been playing for all this time I mean I would you know eighty percent of the tournaments that I've played in maybe more have had cuts and you've got to play well and that's part of when you're off the fight to. Um, to not mail it in and to try and work your way into making that cut. So um, I, I'm I'm either way I'm indifferent on it, but I've been stronger on one side or the other at different time periods. But when it comes to the argument of cut for world ranking points or whatever, and obviously the conversation with Liv, I just I mean if I don't think that we should be doing something, we should be doing what's best for our tour and forget about the consequences of and any reaction that that would cause elsewhere. I think that, um, well, and I haven't been a board member now for well over a year, but to answer your question on the way it was when I was, um, I would say that you have to be, yeah, you have to be, you're representing the entire membership. You're representing number one on the FedEx and you're representing number 200 and you're representing the guy with medical status and you have to throw out where your position is regardless of if you're playing poorly, you want to help positions that you're in. If you're playing well, you only want to help top guys. You just, you just have to be, you have to look out for the membership and really the, maybe the future of the PGA tour. And that doesn't necessarily mean helping certain guys or others, but it might if the product's going to be better one way or the other. So you have to be somewhat objective um, versus when I'm out playing myself being like, man, I wish this was this way. That would help me. Yeah, I think I think there should be as much emphasis on winning as possible, and there's no bigger spread than between first and second. Uh, but I think that if you start to separate it so much, I think it – I just wonder, like, as we go forward here, I don't remember ever contending even my rookie year in an event and thinking about the difference in the money in first and second ever coming down the stretch. So does that add to it for the general public, like the the fan watching on TV? Maybe. I mean, I don't, I guess. But you're still just looking at who wins. Like, you want to know who wins for the prestige of winning not because of the difference in the paycheck until you get to the FedEx cup. Then that's obviously, that's the bigger play. That's the, that's, that's what's selling there. 
Um, but that's tens of millions of dollars difference. Um, I think that, you know, when you look at, I guess last week's probably a good way to look at it on, on how we're looking going forward with elevated events. There's a significant difference there in the money enough to where someone might be thinking about it a little. And, and certainly the public is looking at it differently than when it was a million and 700 grand or 750 grand versus 2.7 to whatever second was one five. So it's, you know, almost double once you get up to whatever that number is, $25 million purse, it's like double, right? So um, I think I think it, if it were adjusted just minorly because I, I've never – and I'm, I'm going back to rookie year, and I, I may, be, may be so wrong compared to other guys, but I don't remember ever being like, oh, if I win this playoff, that's a difference in – I know exactly what that is. It's $700,000 difference. Like why? Like that's the last thing you should be thinking about. I think as a competitor, it's one of the really cool things about the PGA tour that, um, that that's possible and it has happened and shoot, I played with the last guy to do it on Saturday. It was Corey Connors. I think in San Antonio, I played with him on that Saturday or Sunday. So he was, he the last one to do it 2019, maybe in San Antonio sound right and uh uh yeah and he won that week and president's cup player and you know multiple tour winner now um but yeah to be an elevated event with now the extra the, the money that comes with that but back to that point i did have one more thing to say on the um like what you're thinking about is i mean i don't think it necessarily matters your financial status i think what's more important than thinking about the difference in money coming down the stretch. And again, I may not be the player to pull on this, but is the idea that it secures your job for multiple years versus not securing it for the next year. There's been a number of guys who lose a playoff and finish second and they don't get their card back. But the guy who won off of beating him on a playoff one hole, um, you know, is guaranteed at least two years, which gives you so much free. I mean, it's a, it's just a massive it it's not just that two years like the the freedom you you must feel the difference in I know that I'm out here for this much longer, my contracts get more guaranteed now i mean it's a it's a much bigger deal than thinking about the difference in the money from that week I think Jordan Spieth with some really compelling comments about all things in and around the p g a tour it I love hearing from Jordan Spieth because he's a deep thinker and he doesn't there's really no answers he gives you where he just kind of brushes it aside. You know what I mean by when I say that. He just doesn't do that. Uh, the Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, the number one golf retailer in all of the land. It's where you can find whatever your game needs. And when you go in, you're going to be taken care of by the best in the business. You're going to be shopping with the pros. Check out PGATourSuperstore.com for more. When we come back, you're going to be able to check out another who makes their trade by being a touring professional around the world. Stay with us. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet real power and incredible forgiveness can be. 
BFG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery and visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. It's as easy as 5-2-3. Doesn't get any easier. This Houdini sold is like magic. When you just need to launch it. I wish more of my pro-am partners had these. I wish more of everybody had these. Because golf is hard. So make it easier. Make it 5 2 easier. If there was a trophy for the most forgiving clubs, these would win every year. You want to talk about winning? You know he knows a bit about that. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time. Do you feel where you are in your golf swing? Transition plus four point two inches. Length of back swing fifty point three inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Welcome back to the Fairways and Light Show, folks. Pleasure to have your company. It is always a pleasure to be joined by Angel Yin, uh, a winner amongst the professional ranks. She has 18 career top 10. She's a two-time United States Solheim Cup team member in 2017 and 2019, and she is now the ripe age of 24 years old. Still young at 24 years old, but little doubt about that. Angel, welcome to the program. Always a pleasure to have your company. How are things? Good, thank you. Uh, woke up this morning, so I'm on. Uh, I'm in LA right now, so it's a little early. Oh, you are now. I was wondering where you were. You so you got up super early for us. Is that normal for you? No, not right now. <laughs> Winter time, I usually get up pretty late. Yeah, in a, in a perfect world, uh, Angel Yin, just average day. What time would you roll out of bed? Seven to eight o'clock, and uh, during off season. Yeah, that's not actually all that bad, to tell you the truth. So how has the off-season gone for you so far? How, do, how are the holidays for you? What are you working on? Uh, I took a vacation. Go to, went to New York for uh, Christmas and then came back 
didn't do much. And then I just came back from Vegas. I went to the CES convention. This is why I have this uh, big old headphone. It's for gaming. It's such a crazy convention because it like combines five uh, casinos in Vegas. And it's like all tech and the latest and newest tech. And it's, it's pretty it's pretty neat. Uh, it's like PJ show, but ten times bigger. I mean, it's obvious why you went because it's really cool and they've got incredible stuff there. But what's the what's the connection with you and the CES and how how did you go? How'd you find out? How'd you get tickets? What else did you do there? What did you see there? Blew you away? Now you got a million questions going through my head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my friend's brother works for Logitech, and he goes, "Hey, you want to go see something cool?" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, off season, time to experience it all, right?" So. I uh, just drove over. It was like a last minute thing. It was really last minute. I think it was like he asked me and then I was like the next day is pretty much driving over. So, it, so Angel Yin, the more I read about AI stuff and how quickly AI is advancing, did you see stuff that did like everything that you saw there that was really advanced? Was it based upon this AI, this artificial uh, intelligence? And, and is there any part of that that scares you that one day robots will take over? Yes or no? Uh, it's a little scary for all the VR stuff that's that everyone is doing. Um, it's like, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the movie WALL-E, but it's like WALL-E in real life. And everyone's just... Uh, in a VR headset and with a little like a little machine on their hand and they're just like looking around. Um yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Uh and, and I think the convention was mostly just uh, surrounded with VR virtual reality universe and uh like Lote had their own shopping center that they had going on. It's it's pretty interesting. And then there was like another one that had like um a guy in a VR and it was like a little girl dancing on the thing. I was like, like really catfishing people now. <laughs> I, I, I'm unclear on the answer you just gave me, aside from from the the background that you filled in there and the catfishing and all the rest. But do you think that one day artificial intelligence will advance to the point that robots will be in control? I didn't see anything like that. It's just a lot of virtual reality that I saw. So, I don't know, but it could be. I don't know. It kind of sounds to me like you're defending the robots. I'm starting to question, especially with that <laughs> thing you're wearing. Isn't this cool? I look. I feel so badass. Yes. It is. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> it's great. It's a very cool looking uh, gaming headset. You know the 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 AR stuff. I wonder if. Someday, maybe it's not that far away, but I, I do wonder if you could wear that and get like a coaching lesson somehow. If the coach could actually see you swinging and you could be in a position where it felt like you were at a tee. I just wonder if there's applications in our little world of golf for some of this advanced technology. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think so. So right after the convention, um, a bunch of us just went over to do Sandbox. Sandbox is like a virtual reality gaming thing and you just kind of like go in there and uh, it's it's like really real time like when you see through the headset where your friend is and you go reach out and touch them that's exactly where they are and they made it really so um 
I'm pretty sure they can do that for golf in the future where you can just do a virtual reality uh, golf lesson. Incredible. So have you, in, in all of this, in all of this frivolity that you were enjoying in the, in the off season, how much time did you actually get to work on your game? Do you work on the game at that time? Or is it a time for you to kind of get away from it and relax a little bit and refresh? Uh, haven't really worked on the game. Played a bit of golf. I played in Vegas uh, when I was there. So uh, just that was kind of fun. Uh, I got to get back to it. Well, the luxury of this year for this year's season is that because we start so late, um, just do whatever I want to do more. Uh, which is something you don't really get to do in the past few seasons since our season really starts in like February, like early February. And now it's starting around like late March. So uh, after this trip, I'm going to get back into it, actually start working out, eating better. and uh, But it's been poor in the last week, few oh, weeks actually, right. and that's crazy. The amount of flood, uh, yes, like two days ago when I was driving out, coming back from Vegas, it was like um, places that are like the driest areas are flooded, and driving on the freeway is a maximum of 45. No one's driving more than that, and wow. it's so insane to see uh, L.A. like that. Yeah, it's it's scary. The, the images that we're getting from California with the rain and the flooding is, is scary. So uh, it, in the thoughts of everyone that's in the path of any of that, uh, I, I'm curious how you're doing, my friend. I'm curious how you're feeling because last time we spoke, you were dealing with quite a few injuries and they were impacting your game. Where do you stand with all that now? Well, so due to those injuries and other things that like just happened unexpectedly for last year was like one of my worst seasons on tour. Uh, I didn't play that well, but I feel really, really good right now, and uh, feel like overall everything is just feeling good. And I think that's and mentally, I'm in a good place, so I think that's more than anything. Sure. Yeah, that's that's very important. Get back in there. Yeah, and get back in there physically, like working out again instead of just eating every single day, <laughs> sitting on my bum. <laughs> Overall, right now, I, I feel really, really good because I, I don't think I felt like this good enough. And uh, I'm really happy. Although, like, unfortunately, like last year, I missed CME and I didn't give myself the best status I've ever given myself mm -hmm. uh, into to this year. It is what it is. You can't change any of that. I think what I'm really, really grateful is that I didn't lose my card. Um, I didn't have full status on the LPGA tour. Um, it was really hard to take it in the beginning because, you know, when you play on tour for, I think, six years, uh, it's hard to just see yourself going from pretty okay to all of a oh, my God, struggling. So that was really tough mentally in the beginning. And then there was so many unexpected things that was happening. So I'm in a good place now. Glad you're in a good place now. And, and the, like you said, the mental side of it is so important, too, and the perspective and I am curious about what perspective you have moving forward, whether we're talking about months or whether we're talking about the entire season. How do you envision, in a perfect world without restriction, how do you envision this season unfolding for you? What's going to be different about 23? Well, just, you know, going in there more relaxed, um, you know, instead of having all that pressure of just trying to perform, um, I guess it's 
I didn't hit rock bottom, but I went pretty late. Uh, it's pretty low. Uh, that it's just like it's sky's the limit now, and you just play. And you know, if I play well enough, and I manage to get myself into Solheim again, then you know that's just changing your perspective and things. Like when I wanted to quit, like at end of 2021, because I was playing so bad. Uh, to now, you know, if just seeing where it goes. I mean, I'm just happy to be able to play golf and enjoy golf again because for a little bit, I didn't enjoy golf anymore. Oh, that's awesome. I got another question for you. You've brought up two or three times already in this interview about having to eat something different than what you've been consuming, which which in, in my febile mind, it goes, what is Angel Yin wolfing down? What are you eating that, that you are now so ashamed of? Uh, so I don't usually eat sugar, but I've been having quite a few, uh, sweets here and there, and, uh, I've been drinking some milk tea, which I usually don't drink, like boba and stuff, uh, so, yeah, I cut that out of my diet, because, uh, that doesn't, doesn't sound really so do horrible. Well. What's, what's this sugar <laughs> that you're talking about? What's the sweet that you've been consuming, like a massive carrot cake? Uh, a red velvet cake. <laughs> you know how that goes, right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, so, getting ready. You said you got you, you need to get into the to the rhythm again, which is a guess. It's fitness and it's and it's nutrition and it's and it's working on your game. When will you take that up in earnest? In relative to the game itself, how will you get back into it? Do you start with the short game and go into the long, but or is it a combo? Uh, it's definitely a combo because you know, obviously if you work on one game for too long, like one part of your game, long game and putting, if you just separate it out like that, it gets really boring. So what I'm going to do is just overall everything working out on it together and just bring it up together. And then, like, uh, you know, morning and night you work out and during the day, you kind of just go out and play some golf and see where it goes and just, I mean, you can't burn yourself out too because the season's long, Yeah, that's just something sure. like that. You know, to the point where we're talking about kind of the, the mental side of the game or even if uh, to, to cast a wider net on it, mental health, I do think that, that people benefit from hearing from tour players and professional athletes that they deal with the same things that everyone else deals with. In your case, do you work with a sports psychologist or, or someone that kind of helps you put everything in balance and then thus it's ultimately – will help with your game, but more importantly, kind of help you with life. Well, well I actually, especially a lot for the better part of last year, 2022. Um, I haven't found one yet because it does take some research to be able to um, find someone. For me, it was hard because I don't want to, I don't know who I'm trusting. And it's like, uh, you know, talking to a stranger, I want to do my research. And then because of our lifestyle being so busy, but uh, I, I know a lot of people that have uh, thought out for help, and it was, you know, it's been really positive feedback. And, you know, a lot of my friends, when I ask them for help, like research and like recommendations of what I should do to seek out for like a, like a shrink to help me out, uh, you know, there was a, a lot of them do have it. Um, I haven't found mine yet, but I thought about it for a big part. Well, I hope year. your heart and your mind is open to all possibilities because uh, we're excited about where you're going. How about sponsors? Do you have anybody you want to share with us you're aligned with? Uh, well, 
Tyler's Tyler's golf balls. <laughs> they they, uh, they have always been very big supporters. So uh, I haven't had a sponsorship in the last two years. But hey, it's just it's like you know, it's just wherever life is. I used to be so. I think uh, you know, it, 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 being a professional golfer and having a sponsorship is so helpful because it helps you with your expenses and it helps you with your unpredictableness. Like when last year, I was playing pretty well. I was treading up and i went over to europe to Evian. i then top of my health doing everything i possibly can do to prepare myself for the big major stretch because we're playing Evian, scottish then british uh thursday morning i woke up i couldn't get out of bed it was the worst pain i've ever felt in my entire life my back was in so much pain it was to a point where like i couldn't even like roll out of bed and then and then even to just like put on my shoes and my pants was just the impossible. But I managed to do it, and I like just like chow down on some painkillers because I I didn't want to give up the opportunity because I was playing so well. But obviously I felt the consequences there, missed three cuts in a row, and uh, it was a big, big um, loss for financially because you know when you go over for a trip like that you lose a lot of money. And that's when, like, the sponsorship is so important because it helps you out and helps you, like, take off the weight a little bit. It's not going to cover everything. And what people don't understand is, like, sponsorships is not our main income. Um, It's just something to aid us when we play on the golf course because our main income is still on the golf course at the end of the day and an ability to play golf. Um, Yeah. It is what it is. I'm I'm just happy to be playing on the LPGA this year and be able to compete and give myself another chance an opportunity to do what I love and actually love doing what I love uh what I'm doing right now yeah there we go Angel you are still young you have mad talent in 2019 you were second at the U.S. Women's Open in 2018 you were fourth at the Women's PGA Championship in 2017 you were 11th at the Women's Open and there are multiple other top finishes at majors aside from what you've done on the PGA Tour and on the European Tour. You have the talent. You have the gratitude now. You've been through the valleys of the game. It's time to crawl out on the other side and emerge out on top again, and you have everything that it takes to do that. We believe in you. We are super excited about what lies in store for you, and we're very, very appreciative of your time as ever, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and be on it. Cool. I'm excited too. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Good luck with everything. All right, Angel Yen joining us on the Fairways of Life show, which is presented by DeWiz Golf. It is this incredible new wearable technology. It measures your golf swing in real time and space. Think about that for a second. Something you wear that looks like a watch measures your swing in real time and space. It's based on neuroscience. It will help you improve your game unlike anything you've ever had before. Immediate feedback on the app or on the device itself. Check it out, dewizgolf.com for more information. Stay with us. I guess hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey.
Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Do you feel where you are in your golf swing? Transition plus four point two inches. Length of backswing fifty point three inches. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's a mic drop. Are you ready? For golf's biggest season ever because we are our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from callaway taylor Maine, cobra titleist and more plus shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands experience golf's biggest selection under one roof don't just shop this season shop with the pros at the pga tour superstore Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com golf. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company, folks, as ever. It's good to catch up with Angel again. I'm glad to see that, that she's in a better headspace. You know, I hope that uh, if she wants a sports psychologist to help her in life and golf and whatever, I hope that she finds exactly who she's looking for. And uh, maybe one of you guys out there have a, have a great resource to say, oh, well, here's the way that you do that. Here's the way that you, you narrow that down. Because we went in the break and Dom was like, how do you recommend someone for that? Right? Who do you find? I mean, my, my advice to somebody would be, in her case, find other players who have someone that they like. You know, talk to a person. Kind of give them, a, give them an interview, if you will, before, before you, you head on down the road. Speaking about players and players benefiting players, the Hero Cup kicks off in just a few days. Now, the Hero Cup is like a precursor to the Ryder Cup for the European side. I've always said when, when, when Europe was on their, their really heavy and strong run in the Ryder Cup, and everyone's like, what's the secret? What are they doing differently? It was, it's always been right in front of everybody's nose. Among the things that they do is that they get their captains ready for the captaincy through the Hero Cup. You remember when Padraig lost 
the Ryder Cup captain. And immediately following, I think it was the next tournament he played, if I remember correctly, was the Alfred Dunhill Links in St. Andrews. And, you know, obviously he was down. And they get him, they do this interview with him, and they said, Podrick, what happened? And, he, and Podrick, in his Podrick way, was like, eh, they just copied everything we did. That's literally what he said. He said, Team USA looked at what they did and did the same thing. Well, if it works, that's been my whole theme. I've been talking about that with between the tours and everything else. If somebody competitively, if you're, if you're in a business and, and tours are a business, teams are a business, Ryder Cup's a business, face it, and your competition is doing something better than you, learn from it. Well, this Hero Cup, as it's now called, has been around forever. So this is where Europe takes players and puts them in leadership positions, even though Luke Donald is involved in this Hero Cup and and adding some players to it, et cetera, admittedly. But this is where they put players in a position to lead so they know what it's like to be a leader and they can start to make critical decisions that they need to make at the time they need to make them from a competitive standpoint. Well, guess who are the two respective captains this week? Anyone? Francesco Molinari is the captain representing Team Europe. Team Great Britain and Ireland? Yes, you're looking at him, Tommy Fleetwood. So let's start with Tommy Fleetwood then, where he talks about what he expects of the experience, why he loves Team Golf, and how and why this is a critical component to getting Europe ready for the Ryder Cup. It's going to be great. I, I think I have um, similar feelings to pretty much everyone else here is that we've always enjoyed team golf. We've always loved playing in that team environment. Um, having the opportunity to do that again is, is a massive privilege and we're all really excited and, and a different role for me. So getting the chance to... Uh, experience something like being a captain um, is very very cool for me and something that I'll hold in high regard you know whatever happens in my in my career so um, just looking forward to getting the week going of course like this is a, a really important part of preparation for the Ryder Cup come September we want to play more team golf and we want to find pairings that we know are going to last for a long long time but and equally if we're not going to be competitive what's the point so uh, I, I for sure um, would, would love to be a winning captain um, and there's you know, no better feeling than winning with your teammates. So um, I'm sure both sides are going to be really up for it and, and get out there. And as soon as you start playing, those competitive juices start flowing and um, everybody will give it 100% for the teammates. Match. All right. Tommy Fleetwood. While, while Tommy was talking, Dom's going through my head saying, who do you pair with different players? Uh, another conversation for another day. Francesco Molinari, as we mentioned, is the captain for the European side. And he was talking about how this will benefit Captain Luke Donald because he gets to see some young players. Maybe those players will be worthy of a captain's pick. Maybe at the end of the qualification period here, they will actually earn their way onto the team. And he knows something about what they can do in a team setting. See what I mean about the, the benefits that this provides? Then he admitted, darn right, this is a warm up for the Ryder Cup and Francesco talked about how happy he is to be here and in the position he is. Yeah, it's very exciting. Obviously, it's uh, like you said, a new role for me, a new experience. Uh, I've been obviously in, in team environment before in uh, as a player, but it's going to be 
fun and interesting for me to, to experience something different in this uh, playing captain role. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a very talented team and I'm excited to, to be here with all the guys and hopefully uh, we're going to have a, a fun week. I think it's going to be somewhat of a warm-up event. Uh, obviously Luke and the vice captains are here and they're going to be interested in, in seeing some of the players that maybe they, they don't know as well and uh, see how they react in a team environment. Uh, but in the end of the day we're, we're all competitors and you know we, we want to win so I'm sure when we go out there we, we'll do our best our best to outplay our opponents and, and win the cup. All right Francesco Molinari in the competition will be getting ready this week. So Dom I know you had a few kind of catch-all news items that we've been teasing for the last couple of days and we keep running out of time and I want to make sure that we get in today what uh, you wanted to talk about. What did you say about uh, Keegan Bradley? I guess he didn't look to me like he was a guy that needed to lose a lot of weight, but he did. Well, Keegan is a little bit of, of a bigger person than you think. He's rather tall. He's well over six feet. Um, and he is, or was, I should say, I think he was hanging around 220 probably in terms of his weight. Andrew's got a couple before and after photos anyway. The they don't look that different than me, Don. The man lost 30 pounds. What are you talking about? That 30 is a pounds. Okay. We're going off the rails here. That is a dramatic difference in those pictures. If no, you don't 30 see that, is... you are blind. I don't know. It doesn't look that different. He looks a little chubby around the jowls. No, he's dramatically. No, the picture on the left is what his old weight was. Yeah. If you watch on the TV side. And on the right is his new weight. He lost, he lost about 30 pounds. But what's interesting How do do it? about this is he only ate meat. Like, he, his diet was this weird, I don't know, I forget what that kind of diet's called. Let me see if I can find is it. Is it keto or whatever? He only ate meat, basically. And a couple Isn't vegetables that, It could not be just there. called the man diet? You, meat? If they yeah, could do I a guess, diet that was I meat mean, and beer, we, we, had, we need to come up I with mean, that. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. He said he ate a lot of fruit, too, but he would have, you know, eggs and chicken and ground beef, and, like, that was it. He, there was even a quote in here from him. What did he say? Uh, no condiments, no sides. So it was literally meat. He was eating meat on a plate, like just a, like you know, a grass-fed hamburger on a plate, but nothing. And that's what he was eating. And of course, oh, I'm I get sure it. I get it. Okay, well. now I'm understand a little bit better. So it, it, it's like he doesn't have the roll. He doesn't have the French fries, which Among I think should be things, included in yes. our in our new diet yes. plan, the the meat and beer plan. It was a I meat heavy include, diet. Yes. So he did it over. It, he didn't lose this weight overnight. Obviously, this was probably over a period of four or five months. He did this, but he's changed everything, and he's feeling great. Moral of the story is that's a big deal. We should keep an eye on Keegan Bradley this year. Could be big things in store because he's he's started to play a little bit better. Then you throw in this this weight loss and his mindset change, and who knows? So I think that's interesting. But on the flip side of that. Of the, oh, isn't that great? He lost weight. He's, he's on the up and up. Xander Shoffley, I don't know if you saw this, Matt. He withdrew. It's kind of under the radar with everything going on because 17 of the top 20 were there in Century, and that finish with Morikawa and Rom was wild. Something that sort of fell off the radar on Friday, Xander withdrew from the event with a back issue. Now, the reason that's important, at least in my opinion, is the fact that I'm going to get the quotes here from his transcript. He doesn't really know why his back hurts. 
there you see the tour tweeting out when, when it took place. He doesn't really know how or where he hurt his back. And I'm just going to read a couple things from this. They asked him if he was going to be okay. And he said, I don't know. I'm going home. I've never had a scan or anything. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to get a scan and try and be as smart as possible. And they said, scan. This is someone asking him. Like, new logo. So <laughs> that, that was the next question. Scan. That's what it's listed as in the in the in the transcript. Scan question mark. So someone just said scan. <laughs> and then anyway, he says, Yes, the doctor, I'm gonna get an MRI. I should have done it after the Bahamas, but I didn't. And I'm twenty nine, I want to preserve my health, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And they asked him, Was there an incident? Did you hurt yourself working out? Typical of the players today, right? You hurt yourself working out. You're pushing too hard. You make a bad swing in the rough. You hit a root, whatever. No, no. I've never hurt myself while swinging. I've never hurt myself while exercising or working out. So he just has a back problem out of nowhere. Came from nothing. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a story, Matt. <laughs> well, you just wake up with a back problem. I'm yeah, a little worried about Xander Shoffley right now. Yeah, and rightfully so. He, but he's also a touring professional. He's a professional athlete. So I assume he's been getting ready for uh, what was the Century Tournament of Champions or the season at large, and he's probably been putting a lot of work in. There's a lot, there's a lot of strain that goes into the back anyway, so I'm not quite as shocked by this as, as you are that a golfer has back issues and he's not quite sure what exactly caused it. There's a lot of things, it seems to me, that could cause it. We just wish him the best as he moves along. And you told me that there were a couple of uh, interesting equipment things coming down the line. I saw the one on Brooke Henderson that, that she's not listed on Ping's uh, in, ambassador page anymore, and rumor is that maybe she's going to TaylorMade. We'll see how that plays itself out. Uh, and then Gary Woodland is now with Cobra, I guess, was the, the news that came out this week that he's uh, has, yeah the has Brooke Henderson equipment. stuff is is speculative but it's being widely reported so it's expected that that yeah. announcement will come it would not be surprising to me as I'm sure you either if sometime around the PGA show which is like the end of January is sort of the equipment month for the sport of golf so that's likely when I would anticipate an actual release about that and then Gary Woodland I think Gary Woodland even sent out a tweet about it on his own account uh, with all of his gear Andrew do we have something like that? yeah there you go there it is I'm excited to join Team Cobra. He's got his Cobra gear on, and 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 you've actually, Matt. I think you've actually gotten some of the new Cobra equipment. Uh, I was talking to Matt the other day about it. Sounds like the new stuff they got coming out is pretty cool looking. It's pretty if, cool technology. If I had known you were going to out me uh, in in the middle of this conversation, I would have grabbed some of it and showed it to you guys. But yes, I do. I have uh, I have all of uh, Cobra's new equipment, and the reason why is that. We're, we're, we're Don talks about this kind of equipment period. We're about to go into it. Uh, next week, I will be getting trained on pretty much all the new equipment in the industry for 2023, and we will be creating content and having shows uh, illustrating the same to you guys. It's the PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit down in Palm Beach. And then the week following, I'll be hosting Golf Channel's coverage of the PGA show, and again, we plan on showing you guys everything that will be available in the golf industry, and we're yeah, we'll break it all down. We're gonna we're gonna super, break down that Cobra excited. stuff. You'll get you'll get to hear from someone. You'll you'll find all about it. Oh, someone Aerojet. wrote in carnivore yeah. diet. They call it. I don't know if that's real. 
That just sounds like a thing. I think our diet. It's like you saying the man diet. <laughs> no, the man diet. It's 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 just the man diet. You know, basically yeah. meat and beer, and you know, kind of whatever else you want to eat. It's amazing. I feel like it's you're just... unimpressed with his weight loss. Like if you saw him and he's like, "Hey, I lost thirty pounds," you'd be like, no, I think... "What are you talking about? You look the same." No, I wouldn't. I'd say, I'd say that's great. That's great. But I, you do. It's funny because you're looking at it like, "Hey, he lost thirty pounds. This is great. I'm going to go out and you know lay a bet on him." To, to win the PGA championship again, a lot of times when people have lost weight, if you look at it in the history of the game, you've got players that lose a significant amount of weight. Their game does not follow. Their body is used to a certain amount of weight, them playing the way that they played. I remember when Craig Stadler lost a ton of weight, and all of a sudden he was snapping everything left. I remember when David Duvall lost a ton of weight. It, didn't, it wasn't great for his game. You can do it. Well, but yeah, well, it's look sometimes like Scott Stallings has turned his career around doing that. Yeah, but he got stronger, not just lost all the weight. I don't know whether, I, I again, Man, I don't know what's going. You just keep pounding on. Keegan here. I'm not trying to pound him. I'm just trying to say pounds. I don't know. Ah, oh, you look the same. No, I'm in shape now. Ah, you're not even lifting weights, <laughs> bro. Do you even lift? <laughs> That's this not is brutal. So anyway, that catches you up with some of the things swirling around in and around the game of golf. We promised you that we would. There you have it. We've got more of the Fairways of Life show coming up tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. You can find us everywhere, including the app is a great way because you're going to get the audio version if you want that radio while you're driving or in case uh, you want to watch it on the video side, if you're on a train or someplace that you can watch it on your mobile device, you'll be able to do that. We do have a big show tomorrow. We're going to be joined by a major champion, and we're going to go deep on their career and where they stand right now in a whole new chapter of their life that they're about to uh, ensue uh, so we're really excited about that also for the weekend remember i made a big deal over the fact that we were all excited our new affiliate msg came on last week and etc cetera, etc cetera. well they didn't come on last week they come on this week because i wrote to them i was like hey how did you guys like the first show and they're like uh everything is everything looks good but the first show's the 14th i was like oh and i believe at least for this one affiliate because we have affiliates all over the country now i don't know what all the air times are but on MSG on the 14th, for those of you in the, in the Northeast, it's at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. There you go. So now we know the time. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Until we are together again, thanks and goodbye for now.